We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Alexander, got it! Very nice early post up by Adams working inside. Whistle and one! Oh! And T. Ferg rocking the rim! What's up, guys? Welcome to the Uncontested Post Game Podcast. Your Oklahoma City Thunder are on a nice little run here. Uh, they get a win over the Orlando Magic tonight, 120 to 114. Uh, just a couple of things to point out here before I get started. Um, you know, overall, this was a game that you thought Oklahoma City would win coming in. You know, obviously the Magic are a team that, although you know, looking at a playoff spot in the East, are a team that's below 500. Um, throughout the game, Oklahoma City really controlled in the first quarter. Uh, they won that battle 24 to 21. Second quarter, they won as well, uh, 36 to 30 in that second quarter. Uh, in the third quarter, uh, they, they did they did lose that one, 38 to 32, making it a bit of a closer game going into the fourth. Uh, but overall, this was a game <clears throat> that you kind of expected the Thunder to win. They had control most of the game. It did come down to the wire there for a bit, but overall, uh, a good effort. They they led by 15 at one point and ended up winning by six. So it looked like for a bit that the Magic would come back and, and maybe pull an Oklahoma City Thunder and, and make that big comeback from 15 like Oklahoma City's done to so many other teams. But they ultimately do pull it out uh, late in the game. <clears throat> so... Early in the fourth quarter, you know, they're only up one going into that quarter. And we see a fun little sequence early in the fourth. Uh, there's a Shea floater followed by a Dennis Schroeder three and a Mike Muscala three. Um, the Thunder at that point find themselves up 102 to 91. 
you start to think that you know they're going to pull away, win this game like they're supposed to, and then you see a little bit of Terrence Ross magic. He's a guy that um, I feel like flies a bit under the radar. He's a guy that was a big name at the trade deadline last year. Uh, ultimately didn't get traded as the Magic wanted to bring him back uh, to, to be a part of their, their core going forward. And he did sign a pretty large four-year, $54 million contract. You know, the Magic aren't a team that people watch on a night-to-night basis. But Thunder fans tuning in tonight really got a good look at you know, why he got that contract. He's a guy that can hit clutch threes. And he brought it within one point with about four minutes left. Uh, th- at that point, Oklahoma City was up 107 to 106. Um, from there, the Magic really just missed some good shots. I feel like they got the looks they were wanting. Shots just weren't falling. Uh, at that point, Oklahoma City pulls away a bit, 115-111, with about a minute 36 left. And then they take care of business, winning by six. Again, that final score was 120-114. to 114. So that's kind of a high-level overview of what happened in that game. I do want to point out some stats. Um, looking at the offensive rebounding numbers, Obviously, Oklahoma City was without Steven Adams tonight. They had no offensive rebounds. And it really showed, you know, tonight on both ends of the of the, of the floor when it came to rebounding. In fact, uh, Orlando had 11 offensive rebounds. Again, to Oklahoma City, zero. They did get out re- rebounded on the defensive end, 28 to 36. But overall, with those 11 offensive rebounds, the Orlando Magic did win the overall rebounding battle, 39-36. Uh, which is a bit worrisome. Um, you know, Nerlens did play. There's some other guys that can rebound. Uh, but props to the Thunder for for kind of you know, holding up for themselves without Steven Adams. Only losing the rebound battle by three is not the end of the world. Uh, Vucevic is a good rebounder in himself. So I thought that was uh, a bit worrisome. But overall, you still have to give props to Oklahoma City. Uh, looking at field goal percentage, Oklahoma City shot 60.5% from the field in comparison to Orlando's 47.8. As a matter of fact, that 60.5% field goal uh, percentage tonight was actually the highest of the season. So Oklahoma City was was generating good shots, knocking down shots when they should have. You had some guys that had bigger nights than they have in the past. For example, a guy like Mike Muscala finished with 14 points on 5 of 6 shooting from the floor, including 4 for 4 from 3-point range. Um, some other guys that stepped up, Dennis Schroeder is a guy that we see, you know, on a night to night basis contribute. Uh, he was on his game tonight, finishing with 31 points and nine assists on 13 of 18 shooting. So that's about 72% from the floor for him. Uh, he shot 75% from three at three of four from the line. Um, another guy, Nerlens Noel in the start had 14 points uh, on an efficient seven of 10 shooting. Shea also shot seven of 10 from the floor giving him 18 points as he got to the line uh, five times and converted on four of those. Uh, He looked great tonight. So overall, everybody shot well, resulting in Oklahoma City shooting the best percentage of the entire season, which says a lot because Oklahoma City has had some some really, really good games down the stretch here. Uh, Back to Orlando, you know, like I mentioned, Terrence Ross did kind of torch the thunder down the stretch. He had 26. Michael Carter-Williams... Came off the bench tonight and looked really, really good. In just 19 minutes, he had 15 points on 6 of 12 shooting. 
Michael Carter Williams is a guy that that I personally forget about. Um, you know, he's a guy that was a, a former uh, rookie of the year, was really really good early in his career, has been shipped around several times since, has kind of fallen off. Uh, but it's kind of cool to see him have a good game like he did tonight against Oklahoma City. You know, obviously uh, Thunder fans don't like to to see guys on the opposing team have good nights, but uh, you know, from an overall NBA point of view, it is nice to see Michael Carter Williams. Uh, have a good night tonight. Markel Fultz, everyone knows the story about him. Um, he's been kind of getting to the swing of things tonight. I think the Thunder did a, did a good job of shutting him down. He only attempted seven shots, resulting in 11 points, although he did have five rebounds and six assists. So he kind of did a little bit of everything, but I think the Thunder did a great job of, of limiting his shots and, and not giving him open looks. And the other guy that, that torched the Thunder tonight is, is Vucevic, like I mentioned, 11 rebounds, uh, 24 sh- uh, points, and he did go 3 of 7 from 3. He's kind of the perfect NBA stretch big. He's a guy that can step out and shoot it. He's a good rebounder. Um, overall, a good center. It's another guy that Orlando paid this summer. And finally, a guy that I think Thunder fans are starting to, to pick up on um, maybe wanting to acquire him at the trade deadline. Obviously, no rumors surrounding him or associating him to the Thunder, but Aaron Gordon, he's a guy that he's in his sixth year in the league, You know, which makes you think he's probably an older guy, but he's still only 24. If you remember, uh, he, he came out of college super, super young, and even six years into the league at 24 years old. He's on a good contract. It's only got a couple more years after this season, but it is a team-friendly contract. That declines over the years. So that's a guy that, that although he's not linked to the Thunder in any rumors, I do see him as a guy that Sam Presti may target. He's the, the long, athletic, you know, wing slash stretch four. Uh, at his age, it would make sense to maybe acquire a guy like that if you're shipping out uh, a Danilo Gallinari or a Dennis Schroeder package, you know, maybe including a pick to get a guy like Aaron Gordon. I think it makes a lot of sense. And although he only had 14 points tonight on 13 shots, he is a guy that may not be good enough to lead a team by himself to contention, but alongside guys like Shea and some of these other pieces Oklahoma City are going to accumulate over the next couple of years, I do think Aaron Gordon makes some sense, and, and he does a lot of things. So um, it was awesome to see him tonight, although he didn't play well. You can definitely see the athleticism, the energy, um, and all the different things he can do you know, on both ends of the floor. So... That puts Oklahoma City at seven games above 500, um, at 26 and 19. That puts them in a really, really weird position. Uh, I kind of want to talk about this for a second. That puts them just one and a half games behind Houston for the six seed, and just two games behind Dallas for the five seed. So, and I talked about this a little bit on my last post game podcast, but. Most teams that are sellers at the trade deadline are teams that are on the cusp of making the playoffs or teams that know they don't have a a chance of making the playoffs. And looking at the Thunder's upcoming schedule, uh, if you look at their their next six games between now and the NBA trade trade deadline, they've got the Hawks on Friday at home. They go and play the struggling Timberwolves on the road. They've got the Mavericks at home, the Kings on the road, the Suns on the road, and the Cavs at home. So that means heading into the NBA trade deadline over these next six games, only one team is over 500, and that's the Dallas Mavericks, and they've got them at home. 
So, I mean, worst case scenario, you think the way this team's playing, maybe they go four and two. That starts to put them at, at nine or 10 games above 500 at minimum. Also could be looking at a six or a five seed based on what Houston and Dallas do. They actually play each other uh, between now and the trade deadline. So one of those teams is going to have a loss. They, they both have relatively tough schedules in comparison to the Thunder between now and the trade deadline. So you're looking at a team that, that could be potentially 10 games over 500 and maybe a five seed in the West at the trade deadline. Whether that affects Presti, I don't know. Uh, but it is extremely interesting to think about uh, the fact that, that Oklahoma City is in a spot that, that most teams are, are not in. You know, a team that is in a quote-unquote rebuilding year that um, was supposed to be maybe good enough to slip into an eight seed if everybody stayed healthy and everybody stayed intact, didn't make any roster moves. Uh, if you look at basketball references, playoff probability uh, predictions algorithm, what they do is is they simulate the remainder of the season 10,000 times and kind of average out playoff probabilities. And right now, the Oklahoma City Thunder are a 99.8% chance to make the playoffs. So clearly, uh, you know, how, how far ahead they are looking back at the nine seed right now. Um, that's San Antonio. Um, they are five and a half games behind the Thunder. So it would really take a meltdown or a major injury along with some of these teams that are fringe playoff teams to start really turning it on. You know, a team like the Pelicans uh, with Zion making his debut tonight, that could be a team that could sneak up and jump the thunder if they do somehow have a meltdown. But at this point in the season, you've got to think Oklahoma City's making the playoffs. So with that in mind, you know, even if Sam Presti were to sell off on everybody, trade Gallo, trade Steven Adams, trade Dennis Schroeder, uh, things like that. You've got to think that it would take even more for this team to tank and miss the playoffs. Um, another kind of sticky situation Oklahoma City's in is that their first round pick uh, that they traded away is only top 20 protected. So if Oklahoma City were to you know, be one of those top 10 teams uh, in the league finishing off the year, and they're not quite there yet, but they're pretty dang close, they would actually lose their first-round pick this year. And the only first-round pick they would have would be that Denver pick, which, which projects to be probably 25, 26, 27. So this puts Oklahoma City in a super weird spot. Uh, it's similar to the Clippers last year, except the Clippers were kind of fighting for that eight seed, whereas Oklahoma City is looking at anywhere between five and eight. Uh, so it'll be super interesting down the stretch. Um, again, their next few games are Hawks at home on Friday, Timberwolves on the road Saturday, Mavericks at home Monday. Uh, those are all very, very winnable games. Dwight Powell's out for the Dallas Mavericks. He's a big energy guy for them. Uh, great rebounder, a real spark uh, for that team. So we'll see how they react when they play Oklahoma City uh, next Monday. But overall, you know, good win for the Thunder tonight. We've got about two weeks until the trade deadline where we get to see what direction this team is going, start to see what, what some more of the pieces of the future might be for this team, and what Sam Presti pulls out of his hat. So until Friday night, uh, you guys have a good rest of your week, and thunder up.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.